Everyone, shush! Quieten down or they may hear you. Are you mad? Blow out those candles, board the doors, take sanctuary under the tables. There's no telling what may come out from the shadows. There are truths and myth and legend. Trust me, for I have seen them. You'd be a fool to take my warnings lightly. Will you perhaps believe me if we ponder some of the layers of horror from the other world? That settles it. I shall crack open the window so we can once again peep into the world of Ramble Shamble. everybody welcome to ramble shramble we are having a bit of a special episode this week i hope everyone's really excited we have a third member in our group we managed to wrangle someone in and against their will they decided to join us our friend who we've known for quite a while his name is not a nerd say hi not a nerd hello yes not a nerd's been a friend of ours for quite a while and we're very excited to have a third member before I describe how this episode's going to go, I'm going to go through our little social media channels if you <coughs> listen to our previous podcast. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, carry on. You can carry on this podcast. It's fine. I just think. <laughs> okay, before we... Okay, maybe let's do introductions. <laughs> introductions first. Not a nerd. Go for it. Go for it. What's, tell us, who, who are you? Uh, I am a semi-sentient being. Uh, roaming this incredibly strange world that we call planet Earth. Uh, I like cheese. Um, I'm cultured. <laughs> but I'm it's a, it's a little cheese pun there for you guys. I, I'm big into music. I like sports. As my name states, I'm definitely not a nerd. Yeah, uh, that time will tell about that. I'm sure the, our listeners will have their own viewpoint. Maybe that's a little poll you guys can tell if he's really a nerd or not a nerd. But again, we still have our good companion, Jotun. How's it going, Jotun? I'm well, thank you, as always. That's quite a description from our friend, not a nerd. I look good. <laughs> I, I look. I look good as well. Ooh. <laughs> so I hear. I hear uh, Tom. Oh, okay. We are, we can we can have a debate on that in future episode. Episode maybe. Does he look good or not? But yes, so this is going to be a, a slightly different format to our previous episodes. Since there's three of us. A better format. Because <laughs> I'm here now as well. Yes. Since there's three of us now, we have to change the formula a bit. You two are Jotun and Not a Nerd are going to be competing against each other. And I'll be more of a, a, a secondary judge to the listeners. The listeners are normally our judge and jury. I'll be our secondary judge. So. Still the same thing. You guys need to go to our social media platforms, Discord, Twitter, YouTube, make a comment, join our polls, join our channels, speak to us directly, and make sure you listen to the previous episodes so you guys can get uh, to make your votes of who you think was the winner or loser of the previous rounds. And don't forget to slip in your own ideas or topics of discussion that you want us to speak in future episodes. Now, how this is going to also work. I'm also going to, we're going to be a little bit of a scary episode this time. I'm giving the warning here now, just so that anyone who's listening, who is not quite eager to hear scary or folklore or something that will re really disturb them to 
probably skip this episode. It's not going to change your life to just to miss one episode. Go rather listen to our previous episodes. But we're warning you now that this is going to be a bit more of the disturbing scale. And we're there's have a, some foul language. <laughs> there's going to be some foul language, possibly. And that's why we don't want to upset anyone. We're warning you now, so you guys have a chance to go to our next episode of Three Out There, or maybe listen, re-listen to one of our old episodes, or start commenting and talk, talking to us directly on Discord. We're happy to chat, and we we love to hear different people's points of views and ideas. Now, time to the main story, to the episode of question. I want to start off first. I am a scary. Uh, connoisseur. I love scary stories. I love playing scary games. Scary mm-hmm. games are they give me the thrill of can I do this and making me also question or sweat makes me, my mind race. Makes my heart pump. Makes my, makes my uh, body want should to. Should we have added a, a rated R R uh, rating to this episode because it sounds a lot different to something that's scary. Yeah, look, the this 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 the story will be definitely <laughs> it's not going to be anything sexual, but this is mm-hmm. this is something that mm-hmm. we what I really enjoy is something that really makes you sweat, makes your Sips coffee. <laughs> no, no, don't put in the dungeon. With the lights turned on. Ooh. With the lights turned out, Maggie's heart flutters <laughs> as there is a sudden boom and thump going through the building. <laughs> Yes, yes, we all think it's funny. But back to the topic in hand. Your guys' challenge is to provide me with your scary folklore or story. Something that makes that makes you say, whoa. But before you guys, I'll give you guys a little bit of time to make sure you guys are set and ready. I'll give you my one of my scary experiences or stories that I've come across quite recently. Have you guys ever heard of Siren Head? Of? No. Ooh. Interesting. Siren Head. So, quite recently, funny enough, in 2020, a creature in the shape of a long, tall pole that's very tall, very, like the, a normal light pole tallness, but long and slender, incredibly slender. Let me read this. He projects a, a, a siren noise, and his head is a shape of, shape of a siren. But, there's something special with this guy. Let me read the story that I have prepared for you. It'll be not as long as your guys' ones, but let, let, let me read you a story that I found quite, that I found on the internet that found looks quite interesting. Just imagine you're living in your rural town that was evacuated days ago due to reasons you aren't yet aware of. You ride your bike to a nearby gas station, trying to take advantage of the absence of people. It's 1 a.m. and the stars aren't even visible because of the light pollution. Everything around you is still and silent, as if time itself had stopped. No crickets chirping, no birds whistling, no cars driving. You arrive at the gas station after 12 minutes bike ride, and it's conveniently but uncertainly empty. Despite intending to take everything you could, you were kind of hoping to find someone behind the register. Someone to talk to. You grab everything you can, Stuff in your pockets and backpack. You exit the station and suddenly hear the faint sound of a siren. You freeze. You calm yourself saying, it's just the evacuation siren again. But you know it can't be. Because the siren would be coming from 
it is on a pole right in front of you. To relief and dismay, the siren abruptly stops, leaving you in total silence. You begin riding back home, six minutes into the ride back. The siren sounds once again, returns only this time much, much louder. The shock of the noise freezes you in, the, in your tracks. You fall off your bike, frozen with shock. You hate the fact that you, that you reacted this way. You always imagine yourself running when in uncertain or terrifying circumstances, but alas, you freeze there. You hear treetops rustling like bushes, twigs and branches snapping finally off of them. Finally, you snap out of it and begin running home. The siren gets deafening louder. With each passing second, your heart is hastily pounding against the walls of your chest. You don't even know what the hell you're running from. You sprint past an abandoned car, and in the faint reflection in a, in a dusty, shattered side view mirror, you see it. An unimaginably tall being, with mummy-like skin, small veins poking through it. It smells like death. It's covered in flies. It has two sirens in place of, in place of a head. You yell every explicit explicit you know you run faster all you can hear is the blaring sirens and the ringing of your ears you're running at, at at your fastest achievable speed but every step takes its equivalent to 10 for you it reaches forward and grabs you by the neck with its cold flaky hands and you scream into the starless unforgiving night it lifts you up to one of its sirens it's full of dull crimson stained teeth you try to let out one last scream, but it tightens its grip and you close your eyes and feel the worst pain and anger you've ever experienced. Then nothing. That was a little short piece. Siren Head is quite a big folklore that recently came out in 2020. Very interesting creature. I'm sure that there's even been SCP, SCP Foundation script on it already. But what made it very interesting is that I've read other stories about this particular folklore where this creature could even mimic your past loved ones, where a boy would walk through a forest and hear the faint sound of the, her, his or her mother calling them. Then as they approach it, the, the voice would still repeat, say, come closer, come closer, to the point where they were unable to run fast away enough as in the particular story I just read. And this story still resonates. That's like, wow. It's something that you would not even think about. What do you guys think? It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like, it sounds like a creepy pasta to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at, at a photo of it right now. Uh, I hope you're looking at the right, as the, the ones that look the most siren head. Let me actually look up a mm. picture. Yeah. They, there's been a, even like a game of it. Yeah, yeah it's, it looks it, it looks like a malnourished person that's been like uh, <laughs> that's genetically modified to have sirens. <laughs> on it. Yeah, that, that's that's one of the theories is that, or one of the stories about it is that it was a failed experiment in the past where a scientist was trying to bring something back to life, and instead uh -huh. of a head, he put uh, like a voice box on top of it or siren, uh, a speaker. And the creature became very hungry for flesh and tried to, it literally tried to eat everything around it and grew and grew and it just didn't stop growing. But where does the food go if it's got no mouth? No, it has a mouth. The, the speaker is its mouth. It goes, it 
kills the people by grabbing and pulling into the speaker to eat and devour. Oh, okay. So the scientist had to do a lot of intricate work, like <laughs> make a whole suffocus and everything to go down there as well. But uh, yeah, this 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 creature, like I say, it's very recent, and it's been a bit of a pop culture for 2020, 2021, kind of. Then I've felt like it's gone quite a bit. I think maybe people have already decided to move on, like Slender Man. But yeah, I think that's sufficient for my little scary story introduction. Mm-hmm. Jotun, why don't you, being the more experienced one, lead with your particular scary? Let me judge you for once. <laughs> okay. I so, judge him every day. <laughs> uh, so I actually studied ancient cultures in university and I am a qualified archaeologist um, but probably my favorite thing to talk about is folklore because folklore folklore is found in that realm of the human past which is not specific to any time or place unless it's with a specific culture um, and that is what gives it a lot of wiggle room so that it can be applied to any time or place, really, um, because it has no specific one. But uh, folklore is just my what, what my favorite thing in the world. It's just so cool. And things that go bump in the night and the boogeymen that parents tell their children are the best. I, I just love that stuff. It's so riveting. So the things that always get to me aren't really modern-day creepypastas or modern day things but stories from ancient traditions that go like harken back to the good old days when there wasn't electricity and such so you know i could have said something from south africa like the tokoloshi or something like that i saw stories about the tokoloshi (laughs) (laughs) did you see the tokoloshi not a nerd have i See, heard anything about the Tokoloshi? I've been called a Tokoloshi before. <laughs> uh, I, I know the story behind it as well. Um, maybe yeah. it's quite interesting. Maybe another time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, back to you. Arthur. Okay, so the the creature that's I the folklore cre- uh, creature of folklore that I'm gonna present to you today is the Skinwalker. From Ooh. Navajo legends. Ooh. Now, this the, the skinwalker is a type of harmful witch that has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. Okay, now this Navajo creature is actually one that's shared by a lot of different Native American cultures, like the Pueblo peoples, the Apache the Hopi, and the Ute. But um, it's in, their, in, in the Navajo language, it's called the Ye Naldlushi. I hope I'm not butchering that, um, which translates to, with it, he goes on all fours. And it's just one of several types of bad witches. And for the Navajo, witchcraft is actually something that's part of their everyday lives because it's 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 like beliefs almost i'm not going to call it a superstition that's derogatory and all that but 
um, it's it's not entirely supernatural, but more like a spiritual affair. Um, and it's very woven into their history and traditions, and which is uh, which is exist alongside us. And again, they are not supernatural. They believe that there are places of power that are both good and evil, and from those places, individuals can harvest that power. Medicine men would often help and aid their community with those powers, but sometimes you get a good medicine man that decides to use those powers for evil, and that's when they start to practice Navajo witchcraft, which makes them, or it's not the types of bad witches. So it won't necessarily make them a skinwalker, but then, you know, it gives them access to that. And they call that the witchery way. And there, there, there are ways to access that or enhance the potency of the evil power, such as using human corpses to form tools from bones and making potions and concoctions and such. And the knowledge of how to use those powers are passed down through the generations. So the primary attribute of the skinwalker is that he can turn himself into other animals. But there are also other things that the skinwalker can do. For example, they can also turn themselves into any other kind of person. All right, so it's not right. just limited to animals then. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I apologize because this is really cool. So I'm going to jump around a little bit between some of these things. <laughs> okay, go for okay. It. Consistency, so, please. <laughs> up yours. Um, anyway, so skin skinwalkers can also sometimes mimic the voices of other people. Just like Siren Head. Right. Yeah. So imagine imagine you're just like going about your day inside the middle of a forest or something. And then lo and behold, you hear like, you kind of hear the voice of someone that you know. And so you go outside and you like, it's, it's a bit dark or you've got a light or something and you can't really see what's, what's, what's going on. But you, you hear your, your friend's voice. So you go out there. And then nothing. And then you hear a rustle in the bushes. And then you go creep a little bit closer. And then once you're about there, then you just see two glowing red eyes when you show that shine that light on them. Now, that's another attribute uh, that there are some uh, personal accounts of. I'm not entirely sure if it's in the folklore or not. But um, because they are not fully human and not quite animal, if you look a Navajo, in, I mean a skinwalker, in the eyes um, when they're in a different state, they, their eyes look kind of human in a non-animal way. But then when that witch is a human, their eyes look kind of animal in a weird kind of way. And um, so... Normally, they will turn themselves into predator kind of animals, such as foxes, cougars, coyotes, wolves, and bears. But they've also turned themselves into 
owls and raptor birds but basically they can turn themselves into any animal they're just like the predatory ones because death and mayhem you know gotta suck them blood or drink them blood um and they will choose the animal based on the attribute that they want speed strength endurance stealth claws you know whatever it is that tickles their fancy and associated with the taboo because skinwalkers are very taboo in native american culture it's one of the names or one of the ways that in which people refer to the skinwalker is he who he who must not be named because it was believed that if you talk about skinwalkers you attract their attention and so you don't want any bad juju coming your way and um there especially because of the fact that they're so difficult to kill um i'll i'll, I'll get to it but there are very specific ways and uh, they're very hard to kill and it's a very specific way in what would you have to kill them it's a, it's a lot like a werewolf um i'll find it for you now but uh yeah those are skinwalkers so what makes you feel like this I'll, would be I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate for you guys a little bit further but my mind is racing with all the facts right now <laughs> yeah but tell me why should i be scared of a skinwalker like I, I get that it's something that can change into any creature. I can get that it mimics the voice voices and stuff. But why should mm-hmm. I necessarily be scared? Being yeah. Partial and my other now? question is: Did Jacko Rowling steal uh, some trademarks from the Native Americans? Must have. He who shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, maybe she did. Yeah. yeah. She, she, she's very clear then. Oh, mm. But um, mm. why should you be scared? Yes. Dude, look up some pictures of a skinwalker. I've looked at them and I see... Another, 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 I see sexy people from... on there. I see movies. But what use makes, your, what makes, what makes you words. scared of this person? What, what makes you scared of this creature on top of like Siren Head? Like what makes this one creature more scary than Siren Head? Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of the I so have you ever seen what a partially decomposed wolf corpse looks like? Yeah. That's a very specific image. <laughs> well, that's what I'm seeing in front of me right now. Okay. So so when when they transform, remember they're not entirely like the animal. So they're not fully furred like a wolf would be and they're still rather gangly um yeah so i'll just send a picture to our discord <laughs> if you do, if you would refer to our discord the one that says Dude, that's that's like a steamy <laughs> <a steamy laughs> romance novel <laughs> skinwalkers well, i mean if, if they can change into anything it even has wrecker in the title Dude. If they can, if they can, if they can. Like everybody, just change. just imagine how the word wrecker <laughs> can play into a steamy romance novel. I mean, okay. if they can change into anything, then then they can they can clearly change into something that's positive as well. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, mean, I, yeah, I was looking through the to, pictures they, they and I see to, a bunch they of models. They want to do bad juju. 
my 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 question bad juju. My my question is right. Can they change different parts of their body? Like, can you have like one leg from a goat and then one leg from like uh, a chicken? Could you be like completely? I do not know. But that 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 could be quite interesting. Because in my be interesting. mind, that would be scarier than having just like one animal that they've chosen. Like having like an apex, like an apex skinwalker <laughs> yeah. that's like decided to. But it's, it's the head of a lion, the mouth of a gator. <laughs> Yeah, something. <laughs> not nerd. Not a nerd. I don't think it's the Megazord or anything like that. You can't just like summon all the animals into but, different body parts. But just think, you could become I mean, Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. Okay, yeah. Okay, so some of, some of the other. <laughs> some of the other th- uh, to to elaborate a bit further now. In in Navajo culture, the everyone or nobody is really allowed to wear the pelts of predator animals specifically because of the taboos around the skinwalker so they're only really allowed to wear the pelts of deer and i think sheep or goats sheepskin and buckskin but the a few of the other traits of a of a skinwalker is that if you look into their eyes because remember they're also a normal witch this is now as in, in, in the animal form or in the human form. They can actually enchant you. They can, they like absorb your willpower and they basically can possess you through doing that. Right? So imagine, imagine, uh, I don't know if you guys have watched Underworld, the movies, that, that series. Imagine one of those things. Because often, oftentimes the skinwalkers augment themselves uh, when they're in their animal form so that they're strong. One of the reasons why they are tempted to turn into animals is because they can augment and enhance their own attributes. So they become stronger, faster, more deadly, harder, like hardier, just like more durable. Just like so Skinwalker like, Wrecker. Uh, Something that's the three. <laughs> yeah, you just like it's just like testosterone, and then your muscles get all pumped stronger, up. Stronger, bigger. You're basically, you're basically living bulge at that point, right? What's what's bulging? Everything, everything is bulging. Everything, everything. Especially if you decide to turn yourself into a hair, just like uh, all just... the hair attributes. <laughs> I do believe that they're still out there. Now, call me call me a, a romantic in a morbid kind of way, but I believe that there's truth in a lot of in, in most of the folk tales around the world. Just just as much as I believe that there's truth in idiomatic speech, because when we m- my favorite example always is to talk is talking about the idiom squeaky clean, because when you're cleaning something. You can tell that it's basically clean if when you, like say you're washing your face, if you're washing your face and you rub it with your hands vigorously, after a while, it will literally kind of squeak and there'll be friction because you've gotten all the oil off. And so there's truth in the idiom squeaky clean. Now, I believe that with almost all folklore, there are things that scores of generations of people observed in their real world and 
they were much more in, in tune with their culture and their surroundings and their, I'm going to say the spiritual world, because they weren't as boxed in by science and such, um, that they actually observed real phenomena and they could do things that we couldn't necessarily do just because they were on kind of a different frequency of life. So it's like if you had a radio dial and you were tuning into different channels and frequencies, if you're not tuned to the right frequency, you simply will not notice something else that's happening around you. And if you... so. If your dial is turned away from the spiritual and into like the scientific world, then there's literally kind of a frequency of perception and reality that you simply don't perceive. And I think that most cultures actually have, or most of these entities actually exist. It's just that because we're so boxed in by our scientific worldview, we don't notice them. But um, they, would, they would gather in caves and other secluded places for several reasons. Initiating new members, plotting activities, harming people from a distance, and dark ceremonies. Um, and it's, it's kind of similar to other tribal affairs like dancing, feasts, and rituals, but they were very dark, very dark connotations. Um, they, people th suggest that they engaged in things like necrophilia, cannibalism, incest, and grave robbery. And when they transformed, they were meant to like just run out buck naked, basically. <laughs> Wearing only beaded jewelry and ceremonial paint. How much drugs were they taking is my biggest question. Ooh, that is a very I'm good question. <laughs> because I, I, I will say, I, look, your scare factor and seeing some of the Skinwalker stuff is actually creeping me out. Like, I have this one picture that's just staring back at me. It's, it's creeping me out. Now, now let me, there are a few of the ways that people talk about the encounters with a Skinwalker, right? So I'm going to set a scene for you. Imagine it is game night with your family and you guys are on holiday on uh, a reserve somewhere. So the, the, the closest, the, the closest souls to you guys are probably at least half a kilometer away on another ranch house or chalet somewhere. But I thought you said you believe in the spiritual world. So there might be souls all around us. <laughs> And um, you guys are busy having game night. And someone hears like a knocking. Just, just you know, some, some bangs on the windows and the walls. A, a scrape here or there. And after a while, someone you realize like, oh my gosh, I am bursting. I need the toilet right now. And so you go to the bathroom and you hear this scratching and scraping coming from the window. And a bit of a... It, it seems a bit more vigorous, you know, it's, it's building up in force. And you look out the window and lo and behold, you see two weird, like almost human eyes looking at you, 
But the face that it's with is not a human face. And it's kind of dark, so you can't really, can't really make it out. And is that, is that a dog? Is it a wolf? Why, why is it two meters off the ground? And then you shit yourself, basically. Then you haul ass back to the family and you go tell them there's something outside. And if you are a Navajo now, let's, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm setting a lot of disparate. If, if you were a Navajo, the oldest member of your family would probably tell you to do something like keep all the windows and doors closed. Don't look outside. If you see something out there, don't look in its eyes. And yeah. My question is, right? Yeah. Where did they get a cabin? Because I'm pretty sure Native Americans didn't stay in. in Yo, cabins. where's their tent? <laughs> How do you close a window on no, a this tent? Is, this is modern times, bro. Oh, so this these is modern are, times. These things are still around. Ah, okay. They're out there, bro. I even found one. They're I sent, out there. I sent another picture on Discord. I'm not too sure if you've seen this no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I promise you, that face would like scare one... me to crap off. I would close the windows. Now I heard about Skinwalkers like saying, what if this is Nomaho? That face is not quite right. <laughs> Have you guys seen those? Uh, he sent a picture of a petrified cat. <laughs> no, it's not a petrified cat. That's a living cat. That is, if you've ever seen the video of this cat, it's a white cat that has the weirdest face, and this guy's reaction is priceless, where he's like, what's wrong with that cat's face? And this cat is alive and healthy. That's why I'm saying it's a nomo. <laughs> Have you ever seen those pictures of um, taxidermy cats that have been, like, botched? They are so bad. Yeah. But but anyway, people... people um, also believed that the only way, if he, if if the Navajo wasn't just augmenting themselves with some, and the which wasn't augmenting themselves with uh, some kind of attribute, then the only way you could tell them apart from normal animals was that they always had a short tail. And um, I've been speaking for a for a while a while now, but they've also been blamed for. Sickness, drought, poor crops, and sudden deaths. Um, but probably th- there was even like a massive, or not a massive, but there was even a Navajo witch purge, which happened in like 1878 when there was a big effort to basically just exterminate uh, these witches. But probably the most well known story that we know about, or one of the biggest reasons why people know about Navajo these days is because they've been associated with Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. And the re- uh, it kind of blew up in recent years because of a, a Netflix documentary. That's, that's kind of why I looked a bit further into this as well. But over there, there's also things like UFOs, aliens, or... Yeah, UFOs or UFOs. I always say UFOs. Um, aliens, UFOs. cattle, music. I've never UFOs. heard of being called UFOs. It's like the fuck up. It's the FA Cup, but people call it a fuck up. <laughs> I know, but the, the the person who con the person who coined the term 
UFO or unidentified flying objects, call them UFOs. <laughs> so okay. technically, technically, all the people who study that stuff are ufologists. But anyway, um, the the skinwalkers that these people saw on the Sherman Ranch were in the shape of wolves. I think it might have been just one, but it was three times the size of a normal wolf. He unloaded something like four shotgun shells, basically at point blank range into it. And it just basically irritated it to the point of being fed up enough to leave. It wasn't even properly hurt. And there were a lot of mutilations and things that were happening out there. And he couldn't really find out that much about these things either, just like any one of us would. Because the Native Americans are very, very hush about this. It's incredibly taboo. So we're probably not even learning about all the bad things that they do or all the things that they are associated with because they're not allowed to speak, especially outside of uh, people from outside their culture. And in fact, they basically, they, they basically don't speak about it to each other as well, except basically just to learn about it because, and by that I mean like initial learning about it because remember, if you talk about them, you attract their attention. So a lot of the time, it's only really the elders that know everything about uh, why you shouldn't, because it's it's just that dangerous to talk about these guys. <laughs> okay, I think that's. Oh, a- I, sorry, I, f- I found I found the sh- uh, the only way is apparently that you can take them out. Because life is a video game. <laughs> to <laughs> to successfully get them, uh, kill them, it normally you normally need the power of a very strong shaman with you, who knows the required spells and rituals that can basically turn the power of a skinwalker back on itself. And the only alternative, kind of like a werewolf, but not really is to have bullets or a weapon that is dipped in white ash. Otherwise, your any kind of harm you inflict, physical harm you inflict upon it will not really work. Now, there's one more really orbit, uh, morbid thing about these skinwalkers that is basically something out of Naruto because it's, it is. It, it is. Um, and that's that... To become a skinwalker, just like in the Uchiha family, where they had this like bloodline family trait, you have to kill someone who's incredibly close to you. That can be a family member or your closest friend. Oh, that just think what think of the intentions of someone who is willing to do that for power. No, that's definitely someone with like a black heart. No, jeez. Uh, Initially, you were, the skinwalker wasn't like too scary, but I, I would give him a good eleven out of good eleven points for you for that. That was a definitely a scary. I think skinwalker is definitely up there. I will have to minus a point here because uh, skinwalker Becca is damn sexy, and so I have to minus a point because she's not as scary as I would seem. <laughs> so if they're all pretty much like that in human form, I would have to remove reduce it. So stick with the ten pointers. Just like squid. Just like. Just like um, handsome Squidward. Uh, like, 
Skid Walker just turns him to himself into someone with a massive mm. chin. <laughs> Massive the thing muscles. is, had to go through a hell of a lot of explaining as to why this thing is scary, and therefore I'm going to just have to give him a. I uh, had to lead maybe into a four. It. I mean, there was a lot of leaning into it. By that point, you were <laughs> digging a hole through the, through the wall or something. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm giving it a good ten because. The the animal form might be the scariest thing on Earth, but the human form, dang! But that's why right. I'll give it stick with ten points. Uh, I think before, I think we should move over to not a nerd's scary folklore slash creature of the nights of the or, or the day. Maybe this is a creature of the day. Tell us your story. Uh, uh, Cultured gentlemen, today I shall speak to you about the wonderful Goat Man. <laughs> Goatman. <laughs> Goatman. <clears throat> uh, I'll tell you guys later as to why I chose this wonderful creature. But first, a creepypasta story. I tried to do research on where this came from, but it seems to have come from 4chan, and I couldn't find the author. So the story is not mine, but it's the author's story of something that happened to them. Anyway. <clears throat> So, uh, the story starts with, so we end up playing football, dicking around with me, there's this kid called Tanner, and five of my cousins, and then four of their friends. In total, there were five girls and six boys. We, we are all around 15 to 17 years old. We ended up just dicking the day away, so we head back to the camp and pulling out some stuff for a campfire, even though the trailers both had kitchenettes. Tanner says that his family's property sit right sits right up against my uncle's. He wants to run home and asks his dad if he can come out camping with us. My cousin Rooster says he's going to go with him, since it's going to get dark soon. One of the girls also wants to go tag along. It's about 7 o'clock, and it starts getting pretty dark. They take flashlights and take the trail towards Han's property. The rest of us chill. We make s'mores, drink, and of course kiss on the girls. About 30 or 40 minutes later, I told you it gets uh, quite saucy. <laughs> so, about 30 or 40 minutes later, there's a smell of ozone again. You could smell it over the smell of the fire we had started. This this really is nasty. Coppery smell like right after you've had nosebleed and it stopped. It wasn't exactly like dried blood, but it was as nasty, was this nasty metallic back of your throat smell. We immediately think... It's some kind of electrical malfunction, or someone left a hot plate on, or some shit like that. We, we search the trailers and nothing is on. We can smell it. All of a sudden, we can hear people booking down the path towards us, and Rooster, Tan, and the girl all come running into the clearing, out of breath, and they don't even break stride. They all run into the trailer, right by where the fire is. <laughs> we all get the fuck out of there, <laughs> and into the trailers. They end up calming down. Even Rooster is crying his fucking eyes out at this point. All the while, the fire is guttering lower and lower. So my cousin says, fuck it. And are about to go outside to get the generator out of a shed between the trailers. Tanner goes, fuck no. Lock the front door. Ain't nobody else going outside. He's been crying too. And his eyes are bloodshot and puffy. And his pants are dirty as shit. He goes on to tell us that we went up to his house. His father said, sure. He could go out camping, but to make sure they were careful on the way back, 
and that maybe they should take one of the hunting rifles just in case. Evidently, Tanner had seen something in the yard a few days ago. One of the pigs had come up, ripped at ripped up and half eaten they assumed it was just some big cats or coyotes even though they don't really fuck with live animals he had gone upstairs and packed his stuff and told his dad they would be okay with the rifle because coyotes avoid people so they started walking back to back towards where we were camping so rooster finally stops crying and shaking the girl already had but she was just staring out at the window with a dumb look on her face. He says they had gotten halfway into the woods towards the camp when they started to hear shit in the forest. It was almost pitch black by this time, so they weren't sure at first what the fuck it was. The girl says that she heard something in the bushes right off the trail, and they all beamed their flashlights over there, and there was someone standing back in the woods in a little hollow. Rooster said they shouted at him and told them that he was scaring the fuck out of them and what a dick he was. He says that he realized that the guy was facing away from them so they kept walking and they start smelling the nasty copper ozone smell they say they look off into the forest on the opposite side and it's a dude standing in the forest backwards slightly closer to the path so now they start power walking and keeps going i should have taken the fucking rifle as they as they're telling the story the smell is super strong even inside the cabin they say that after they started walking faster kind of load your brain Jibbering had started coming from both sides of the wood, and as they start booking it back to the trailer, the girl said that she had flashed a flashlight out into the woods to, to the side of them, and had seen something jerking itself through the woods. The jibbering just got louder and louder, and when they could see the light from our campfire, something had come out of the woods about 40 yards behind them onto the track, and they just had flat out ran as hard as they could to the trailer. So we're out in the fucking woods and we're assuming at this point it's some rednecks or some shit trying to fuck with us. All of a sudden, my other cousin, Junior, starts going on about how he went to school with a native kid that was telling him about the goat man or some shit. We promptly tell him to shut the fuck up because we don't need any spook talk right now. But he just keeps going on and on about how it's f the fucking goat man and how we're in his woods and blah blah blah. Now at that time, I'd never heard of this goat man or any of that but then a couple of years ago the year before I graduated from college I had a men I had a menom for a roommate and I ended up asking him about it and to sum it up it's basically a fucking man with the head of a goat and he can shapeshift and he gets among groups of people to terrorize him it's also supposed to be some kind of uh, some kind of like the windigo and had bad mojo to even talk about it and even worse if you can see it keep in mind I didn't know this back when I was 16, so my cousin is going, the goat man's going to get in and fucking get us. The girls are all terrified and my cousins and I are fucking trying to figure out if it's just some hillbillies or some, or s some animal. So all of a sudden the smile just goes away. Like to this day I haven't even experienced anything like it. Like usually smile fades away or lessen. It it's just literally was there one second and then not the next second. So after an hour making around 9 or 10, we stopped shitting bricks enough to go back outside and stoke the fire again. We figured it was just some assholes trying to screw with us, so we don't go back home, because we think if we do, they'll chase us through the woods or some crazy shit. Nothing else weird happens at night, and we stay another night, and for the main part of the night, nothing happens. At about 1 in the morning, we're outside getting drink and telling ghost stories, as someone is f finishing some spooky story i don't remember what about the smell comes back it's so fucking strong that one of the girls literally starts vomiting i stand up and i can 
can actually feel how clammy the air is. I say we should get inside, and this isn't right. We should have just fucking left. We all go back inside, and we're standing around. My cousin just keeps going on about how it's the goat man, and my cousin Rooster tries to shut him up. And all the while, I'm just feeling that someone, something is wrong, and I can't figure out what the heck it is. We end up sitting there for a while. The smell is just as strong, and we're terrified and huddled in this camper. We end up cooking brats for everybody because nobody wants to go outside. It's one of those packs with four brats. We have a total of three packs. I grill them up on the stove and give everybody a hot dog. I get mine. After a while, one of my cousins gets up and goes over to the pot to get another one. He starts grumbling about how I get two brats and everyone else got one. And I look at him like he's stupid. I tell him that everybody got one because there were only 12 brats. If he wants more, he should open up a new pack and cook some more. That's when the girl that had been out with Rooster and Tan just starts screaming, Oh, Jesus, oh, Lord. Get it out! She's crying and shivering, and then it dawns on the cousins standing up what the heck she's talking about. Me and her mouth glance around the room, and then I feel my heart sinking. I run the fuck out of the cabin, and the girl runs out with us. The trailer doors banging against the side of the trailer as everybody books out the cabin. One of my cousin's friends asks, what the heck is going on? I start counting. There's only 11 of us now. I shit you not, my cousin verified there had been 12 people in the cabin. But being that everybody didn't really know each other well, nobody had really noticed the whole time that there was an extra person. And then I realized earlier that I had kind of noticed something was off. You know how when you're just dicking around after having a good time that you didn't sweat the smallest stuff? And you didn't always keep track of certain stuff? I'm dead sure that someone else had been in the trailer with us and that they had been there for at least a whole day eating with us. What makes it worse is I couldn't figure out which one because I don't think anyone ever actually interacted with the other person oh. slash the goat man that's creepy that's hella creepy the girl kept the girl kept praying to jesus and we were all sitting outside eventually we get big ass sticks and go back into the cabin but there's nobody in there we count again and there's 11 people we go back into the trailer and lock the door we explain that we explain what happened and the girl says that she realized too and that when he was about to say something the person sitting next to her had grabbed her leg hard and leaned over toward her and said something she couldn't understand so we're pretty so we're pretty much scared as we huddled together and i fall asleep when i wake up the sun is just coming up and half the people are asleep and the other half are packing our shit up we all want to walk back home but like four people want to stay until the sun is all the way up and some people think that we're just scurrying around and still want to stay at the trailers. I just want to get home and get out of the woods. The girl's name was Kira. That one that one that the goat man had touched. Anyway, I asked her if she really thinks it was something bad and she just wants to go home and she doesn't want to and she doesn't want to be out in the woods alone for another night. So we decide to split up. The four that want to go can go. But I have to say because I have the keys to the cabin and it's my uncle's and I have to lock up. I'm super pissed at this point because I feel like people aren't taking this shit seriously. And I definitely didn't want to be out in the woods for another night. I spend the rest of the day trying to convince the people, the rest of the people, now four girls and four guys, to get the fuck out of the dodge. Tanner leaves with them to go get a rifle and says he's going to be back. So there's just seven of us left by 4pm. Around 5pm he hasn't made it back yet and we're getting extremely fucking antsy. And the only reason I stopped begging them to go back was because he went out to get a gun. It's about 5.30 or so when one cousin 
when the one cousin that didn't stay says that Kira is outside, we all look outside and sure enough, she's standing by the fire pit with her back to the cabin. I'm thinking to myself, if she was so fucking scared, why the hell would she come back? And then I get, and then I get this nasty feeling in my gut. Keep in mind, the whole time the coppery smile has been gone, now I realize I can smell just a twinge of it. I say this to the rest of them and everybody and these people people that want to stay in the fucking woods after we had goddamn goat man in our midst is laughing at me and asking if I set up this up to scare them. I'm looking at them like, I'm not fucking bullshitting you all right now. I ask them why the heck would I play like that. So one of the girls goes out to get Kira. She gets halfway to her and stops cold. Kira starts saving. I don't know how the heck to describe it, sort of like if someone with their backs turned was laughing without actually making any sound. It was this fact that made me realize there was not a fucking sound in the whole woods. It was dead silent. This was like late in September, so it's, it was still fairly hot at the time, but it was super chilly some days too, and you could usually hear big-ass geese honking or some kind of bird squirrels chit-chatting. So I step out of the door and tell her to come back into the trailer right now. She backs up in, into the trailer and we lock the door. We pull down the shades except one and put a guy there in a chair to watch her. She stands there for another 20 minutes or so. The guy turns to say that she's still there and there's a huge fucking bang on the door. We all jump the fuck up and scramble around the living room of the trailer. The banging is super loud. So now my cousin is holding one of the girls and the other two are kind of giggling with nervous laughter and me and the other two guys are shitting bricks. Then we hear Tan, he's screaming, let me the fucking stop fucking playing. So we go over to the door and open it and he stumbles in with the rifle. There's nobody else outside. Evidently he had walked up to the campsite. Nothing weird had happened in the forest. We had seen a girl. Mind you, he said it was not Kira standing there. When he had gotten to the edge of the clearing, she had turned toward him with a slack-jawed look and just stared up set him down slowly tracking him and he walked around the outside of the clearing towards the camp he said it wasn't until he was almost halfway to the trailer he had realized that she was getting closer to him she had started off by the fire and without him even seeing her move she had been turning inch her closing he said he just ran the rest of the way back to the cabin thinking it would open and when he got to the door it was locked he turned and it was about half the distance to the door. He looked around the room and then got super pale. He pulls me to the side and whispers me, You know, there are only seven of us in, in here, right? I get that feeling where your stomach drops to your nuts. It had been back inside the trailer while we were sorting out who was going where. And then when we were all outside to talk earlier in the day, it just slipped right back in. We looked out the window and there's nobody out there so we recount everyone and then basically I go over and I ask everyone how many people were here earlier and everybody says eight. I say well how many are here now? They all do the count and then realize there are only now seven people in the cabin. So Tan and I brought back a cap couple of boxes of ammo and his rifle and he had told his dad that there was some kind of animal in the forest because he didn't think his dad would believe him if he said it was the goat man he says that his cousin is supposed to be coming down in a few hours and then in the morning we'll all go back to his place and his cousin will drive us home so the story is a bit longer uh but i think you guys start getting uh getting the picture of it <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it's uh it's hella creepy and um it's it's interesting that it sort of relates to to Eotonisk's, uh um skinwalker as well in the sense that it's also native american 
but the reason why I chose this was because this hits close to your home. Uh, when we when we were in primary school, we also had this epic myth or story about a goat man in one of the forests. And I remember we had built forts and then all of a sudden someone would shout goat man and we all yeah. shit ourselves and run away. Um, so that's why I chose it because it hits close to home in the same way that it seems to be hitting close to your home in this story. Uh, we never actually had extra people in our class <laughs> or anything like that, but it's, it's kind of interesting that there's this goat man that can, that can change shape and that it's intelligent enough just to sneak in and not even do anything, but just be part of the crowd, you know, in some creepy art way, you know? Um, yeah, and then I did a bit of research on, on Goatman. And you get different Goatmen in the history. You get like satires from, from like ancient Greek and, and Roman mythology, which were half goat and half men, basically. Um, and then you also get fawns. Um, but I mean, like, it's interesting to think that goats are also a representation of like, in Christianity, goat men might be like demons or, or like, um, Baphomet. And stuff like that. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that link to Goatmen, even, even, even all across different cultures, you know, not just in Net, like, uh, Northern America, but here in, in Africa, as well as in different parts of Europe and stuff. So it's interesting. And then I just got to thinking, it's like, how creepy are goat's eyes actually? You know? <laughs> <laughs> they, they are really very creepy. Oh, those like sideways smudges. Basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're very, very, very creepy. I did a so, bit of a so, Google search, yeah? search interrupt about the difference. Of the man. The difference between <laughs> Skinwalker and Goatman. So Skinwalker, yeah. like Jotun's mentioned before. I was, are, I was actually thinking a Skinwalk. I was basically thinking the Goatman is a Skinwalker. No, apparently this is uh, Skinwalkers are shapeshifters and mimics. But they're witches, and they they have no power outside of their territory. The goat men, unlike skinwalkers, are pure mimics. They're not shapeshifters. They are from a different plane of existence. So mm, 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 they're not mm. exactly. They're not. Although they're very similar in traits, they're not exactly the same. So skinwalkers are basically people just uh, obtaining the power, where goat men are literally from a different plane of existence. And they generally brought you through intentional summoning. I think it's safe to say that uh, <clears throat> this Goatman is a lot more scarier than this uh, Skinwalker. <laughs> well, I will say your story was very scary about that's, the fact that's the not fact very that fair. you 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 fluffed up your story with uh, with someone else's story. No, 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 no. There were no rules as to the type of story that I use. I said folklore you didn't even story. Use a story. You just, you just, you talk, you just spoke about something. I went and I took the the words of an anonymous writer's <laughs> experience, and I tried to convey them in a way that would make you understand how scary the goat man is. No, but I will. You, I will. You, you had your choice of what you wanted to do with it. I was intelligent enough. As not a nerd, lazy. To, lazy. To <laughs> no, <laughs> I said, bring me that your scariest folklore story, and he brought it. Mm-hmm. You also brought your I, version of it, and, and this isn't even the scariest of him. I, I just this, but this is relatable because, like, we were kids. These guys are now teenagers, 
and now they're experiencing something that we were also like shitting ourselves with as kids, building forts, and then having to watch out for some weird goat man that that everyone would always talk about. You know, so it's like, I think this is proper scary, you know? And the fact that, like, I didn't even finish the story, but for like two days straight, this group of kids had like an extra person that they weren't accounting for the entire time. <laughs> yeah. It's like it had some, like, ability to just make itself... Existence. Part, then. But, yeah, but not draw enough attention to it, But you know? There is something yeah. that I want to bring to before I give my final decision of who I think brought the better. What who's going to make me <coughs> think of scary things when I take a sleep tonight? Have you looked at any of the Goatman Goatman pictures? No, I've looked at them. They are pretty disturbing. No sexy guy, so I'm a bit disappointed in that. So I have to admire the point there. <laughs> no, the what I like it is in most of these stories. They they generally have the same setting. It's dark. People have a few too many drinks. People being silly in the woods or something. And then something just stalks them. Something just watches from a distance. Something attracts their attention. And that is probably the scariest thing ever. I'm sure you guys have experienced this when you're walking out at night. And you have this weird feeling of someone, something, watching you as you're just walking down this street you've walked it down many times there's nothing strange nothing suspicious but you can't quite shake the feeling that something's watching well i can tell you that <laughs> we've experienced that uh you know in the in the where we all grew up originally at the old gate uh, it was i think it was christmas oh. and we went down with our cousins and and we went to we my cousins like yeah let's go ghost hunting so we went <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're not even close to the gate yet, but we see there's a head that's peering around from a tree. Oh. Literally, there's like this, like sort of like this grayish, whitish head that's like just popping around from a tree. And we, and we all like stop and it disappears and we start moving closer and then it pops out again. Ugh. And uh, because we're not stupid white people in a movie, we decided to haul ass. <laughs> Time to run. <laughs> so, I want to, before we end this episode, I want to say, mm-hmm. what is the purpose of folklore stories? Just uh, give me well, a, br- a, your brief understanding. I want, not a nerd, and then oh. Jotun, you can bring your side of it. Just brief, briefly. I, w- I, think, I think they're there for us to learn. There's like different... If you even go back to, for example, to the Brothers Grimm stories, you know, with um, with all all their stories and all their folk tales. Story folk tales are there for us to learn. You know, they teach us lessons, um, and sometimes it's 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 not as as mythical as we seem. Sometimes it's like a manifestation or like an archetype of what someone that's evil might might appear to us. In the, in, in the greater sense, you know, someone that's, for example, linking it back to the goat man, it might be someone that can casually slip into your, into your sphere of influence, but not really do anything, but they are there for insidious reasons, you know? So they're, they're really there to teach us, uh, different stories, how to recognize things that are dangers, when not to do something, when to do something, you know? So they're really there as teaching tools, I think, in the longer, in the, in the greater scheme of things. Yeah. And you, Yotan, what do you say? No, I believe that those things are out there. I believe that we're just a, 
if we believe them, then we give them power over us. I like that. Ooh, you guys okay. made it difficult. Let me, let me, let me, let me read you guys a short, a short. <laughs> okay, uh, we're really pushing the episode, uh, listeners. This is a special scenario when we have a third member. We might go a bit longer than uh, than before. So, Yotun, give us your short story before I make my deciding vote. Okay. My father owns a small delivery service that operates outside a farming town. We mostly deliver small packages out to the middle of nowhere that are too much of a hassle for the larger delivery companies to bother with. My dad is the only employee and we have a few pickup trucks and a trailer. One day, we get a delivery out to Window Rock, Arizona, on the Navajo, Navajo Reservation about two hours from Farmington. My dad gets the call for the job while he is chilling with his Navajo friend, Travis and his girlfriend. Travis mentions how he's got family in Window Rock that hasn't been seen in ages and suggests they go with him. I was about six or seven at the time and it was the summertime, so dad decides to, we'll go down together. He can do this delivery really quick. Then, while Travis sees to his family, we can go check out the Window Rock. It's a big rock with a face with a large hole in it that goes to another side. Pretty cool. We had to convoy in separate trucks since my dad's was loaded with down with the freight. We decided to bring along some talkie-talkies so we can communicate with one another. We spend our time in Window Rock. Every, when we spend our time in Window Rock, everything is generally unevent- uneventful and we start heading home along the old highway with my dad and I in front and Travis and his girlfriend in their truck behind us. I honestly don't remember most of window, the Window Rock trip, but this next part I can never forget. We're somewhere on the highway between Window Rock and Gallup, New Mexico. It had just rained earlier in the day and the road was kind of slick, so we were taking it pretty slow. On the left of the highway, there is nothing but sandstone cliffs and on the right, there is a huge field separated from the road by a small barbed wire fence. We crest the top of the hill and down at the bottom of it, we see that there appears to be a very large dog sitting on its haunches in the middle of the road, facing the cliffs. My dad calls over the radio. Hey, Trav, do you see that big-ass dog? Trav starts yelling back over the radio. That is not a dog. Speed up right now and hit it. (laughs) He sounds almost hysterical. He keeps screaming. Hit it. You have to hit it. Please, please, hit that fucking thing right now. So my dad starts to speed up. And as we get a bit closer, I can begin to see a little bit more clearly. It's covered in this brown, wiry, matted hair that appears to have dried blood all over it. It's it's still facing the cliffs, but the moment our headlights hit it, it turns and looks at us, and it has a face. I don't know how else to describe it, other than a mix between a bear's and a human's face. It looks twisted and distorted, and almost in pain. As As we get closer to this thing, we start to realize that it's fucking huge. Though mm, it's mm, still sitting mm. on its haunches, it's about shoulder height, the hood of a truck. We get literally inches from hitting it when it lets out the scream that sounds like someone screaming as their lungs are filling with water, and it leaps backwards towards the field, landing just on the outside of the barbed wire fence. Then, with another leap, it was gone from sight. Travis comes over the radio again. 
Holy shit, keep driving. We need to get out of here. We have to go faster. <laughs> and he keeps repeating that last part. We have to get out of here and we have to go faster. Pretty soon we see us pretty soon we're speeding like crazy and just as we start to come near the outskirts of Gallup, we get pulled over. Travis pulls his truck truck over next to us. Naturally this makes the cop, a Navajo man himself, very on edge and he immediately immediately asks Travis why he felt that need to pull over as well. Travis says, we just saw Skinwalker a few miles back and it's been following us. The officer immediately turns white, stammers something about the verbal warning and gets in his car and takes off. We do the same. We didn't see anything else that night, but when we got home, Travis refused to let us leave without taking some kind of Navajo totem thing that was supposed to keep it away. Mm. Uh, that that definitely raises your point, Barrier. Look, that now you see that guilt got me thinking. Pretty damn scared. Woo! <laughs> 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 uh. Now, yeah, not to nerd. What are the bullet points of what you can tell us about the goat man again? Uh, the goat man seems to. To be a cross-national uh, or cross-continental creature. Uh, it's not of this plane, apparently, as uh, Mackie has pointed out. Uh, what else can I tell you? That it can shapeshift, which is hella scary. Um, that I think it's natural, that its natural appearance is that almost of a, of a satyr or a fawn, which is really scary in itself. And it gives off this really putrid smell like copper and sulfur and the smell is so intense that it makes you want to like watch no <laughs> i see we posting some pictures on discord again uh there's a very cute picture of a yeah. good man <laughs> <laughs> okay but goat man <laughs> why then- you do this to me max oh i have to, I have to balance it okay there's one cute one but all, all seriousness <laughs> aside, I will have to name the victor of my point of view. The listeners can choose their decider because now there's two scary stories and quite a bit of lore behind them. I'd have to say my victor or the thing that will keep me up most at night is not a nerd. Uh, the goat man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My biggest reason is... Really? Is the fact that the skinwalker is very... It, it's refined to a certain territory the goat man is interdimensional so basically universe it can, it, can, it can be anywhere or anything around you it has the power to mimic like not a nerd has mentioned and i feel that that has more implications of like i'm coming across it more likely the fact that the skinwalker a very scary thing i feel like Dang, I will not take a. Uh, I will definitely, if I go to America, I'm going to be scared <laughs> out of my mind. But I feel like the Goat Man is something that is more something I can come across universal. more more likely. Yeah, it's universal. It can be anywhere. It can be any, and it can uh, how you described in your story about how it appeared with the group without them even knowing. So it has a form of intelligence behind it where it knows how to play with its with its victims or its prey where skinwalker definitely has the predatorial it goes more a- an- animalistic 
but it also has its ways of playing with its prey. But I feel it's like human, but turning evil, where this thing is literal demon from a different dimension. But again, yeah, but the the the, the goat man is sadistic. It like it makes you think that it's one of you almost, and then bam, it's like yeah. But yeah, this is my point of view, listeners. We've come to the end of our episode. Again, please join our different social medias. Discord is a big platform that will readily communicate with you guys. And give us your vote of who do you think brought this scary story. You can even mention my siren head, uh, although my one was not as detailed as the others. But mention what you say, who is the victor. And also, if you have a scary folklore story that you want to, to mention to us, mention it to us. But I want to say a big thanks to our good friend, Not a Nerd, for joining Jotun and Mackie in this adventure of Ramble and Shamble. Anything from you, not to note, before we round up? Uh, I'd just like to say that the world is a big place, and the goat man can find you in this incredibly big place, apparently. So <laughs> please uh, stay safe out there, kids. Look after yourselves. Maybe uh, say a few prayers at night. Have a wooden steak. You know? Uh, <laughs> just stay safe out there, kids. That's all from me. And you, Jotun? Well, I just want to add as well, don't don't be too curious if you hear rustling in bushes or knocking and such from around your house. You know, keep to your keep to your own thing, you know, to each just like yeah. Don't be the blonde girl in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Focus 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 on the straight and narrow. Mm. And also, please check out our social media again. And please suggest other creatures from folklore that creep the heck out of you. And we will choose one of them to just riff on in our shorter playlist of about 15 minutes long called Ramble Shrapnel. Yes. So thanks again, guys, for listening to our podcast i know this is longer than normal uh we hope to have other guests we also hope not to nerd will bless us with his presence again and again we post every thursday we hope for you guys to hear uh come listen to us again see you or hope to have you listen to us in the next time cheers guys cheers